Hello and welcome to the Cult of Pop. My name is Brian Stevens and with me is... Travis Mickelay. Travis, how are you? I am fantastic. Are you enjoying this nice cold weather we're having? That's not too bad to me. I like it as long as it's not snowing. As long as Mm. it's not like a cold breeze or wet rain, I'm good. Yeah, rain and cold is the worst for sure. Yeah. Do you think... um, you think there's a podcast out there where people just sit around and talk about the weather and people actually, I'm going to, I'm going to look into this because this could be a new podcast for me and you, where we just sit around and talk about the weather. It would be the saddest podcast in the history of time. <laughs> Is that right? Let's do it. All right. Uh, we call it, we call it the weatherman. That's right. The weatherman. I Mis- think so. Mr. Weatherman. Mr. Weatherman. Um, so we are coming to you, uh, on this Valentine's day. We're bringing love in the form of an alien. We've got another great episode of Filmtology brought to you by Predator. That's right. John McTiernan's 1987 classic, Predator. Uh, Get into the chopper! One thing I want to say off the bat about this movie before we get crazy into this is I think... I think you probably wanted to do this movie. Oh, yeah. And even though I love this movie growing up, I hadn't seen it in probably 15 years. And revisiting it brought back so many memories. So thank you, Travis, for choosing this movie. Or Brian Stevens has a long history of child abuse, and this brought back very many traumatic experiences that he's been put away <laughs> that's for a not, long time. No, no, that's not, no, no, that's true. Don't I next thing you know, my mom's gonna be calling me and she doesn't even listen to this podcast. Somebody at work said that I beat you because she doesn't love you. That's true. Um, so anyways, thanks for listening. Um, as always, email the podcast at call to pop at gmail.com. That's call with a K. Follow us on Twitter. I'm gonna do a poll after this episode's over and see what people think we should do for the next filmtology. Yes, and then we're going to um. Try to make this a reoccurring, maybe bi-weekly, maybe weekly episode, depending on what's going on. Um, also, we'll have more content on uh, hopefully the Oscars in the next week or so. Uh, Drew and I will hopefully talk about <clears throat> that. Um, he was busy this week, so uh, I tabbed Travis for another Filmtology. We really like doing these episodes, so hopefully you guys like listening to them. Um, yeah. Visit the website, calltopop.com, um, facebook.com slash calltopop, and then, of course, like I said, at calltopop on Twitter. Always with a K. All right, let's jump into some filmtology, where film and bullshit intersect. Uh, so, Travis, let's just give some generalized thoughts about the Predator. Or about Sorry, about Predator. Let's okay. make a distinction off the bat. There is... The latest sequel was called The Predator. This That's is correct. just Predator. Yeah. There's pred- Predators, The Predator, and Predator. Yes. That's not to mention Predator 2 and Predator vs. Alien and the millions of sequels that followed that. So, tell me a little bit about your history with this movie, why you wanted to do a filmtology on it, and uh, a little bit about your relationship with the franchise. So... Ever since I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie, I thought, this is basically the G.I. Joes come to life. If the G.I. Joes were human beings, they would be Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed up in camo. 
And the printer kind of looks like a cobra, right? Yeah. It could be a cobra. It's a cobra commander. Yeah. With that face like that. Yeah. That's interesting. So, all right. So, you love this movie. I love this movie. I love Arnold. I love the 80s. Brings back a lot of nostalgia. What do you think? Like, why? What makes this movie in your, like, can you can you go back to 1987 and think about what little Travis was thinking when he watched this movie? What makes this movie stand out other over other Arnold movies? Travis was thinking... Oh, shit! Because at this time, I was a little kid, and I'm watching grown adults kill aliens with high-powered machine guns. And it's the coolest thing ever. But at the same time, when you're a little kid, you're you're peeing your pants a little bit. You know, you're definitely scared. Yeah, I was saying to you off-air, this movie surprised me by how, like, actually how scary it was. Because um, I, di- I didn't expect, I, I mean, I didn't remember it being that frightening. It's a it's a lot better than you remember. Yeah. You know, like when you remember, you remember all the stereotypes, all the cliches and all that stuff. But at the time, they weren't stereotypes. They weren't cliches. Right. This started that. Yeah. This this was, I think, a, uh, a huge jumping point to a lot of the action uh, cliches that we'd come to make fun of in the late yeah. 90s, early 2000s. And there's also a lot of... Uh, one-liners in this movie that I think um, maybe we forgot came from this movie. Yeah. Like, stick around or, like you said, get to the chopper. Like, stuff like that. But that's there's uh, tons of other oh, stuff yeah. in here, too. We can, we'll can we talk about quotes later on, but this movie is filled with like, just stuff that I didn't remember being in the movie, because it's just been so long since I've seen it. Um, yeah, I remember being a child and just loving this movie. Uh, loving Arnold Schwarzenegger and the my main takeaway from this movie was it kind of subverts expectations because Arnold Schwarzenegger defeats the predator with his mind not his muscle well this is Arnold Schwarzenegger in home alone before home alone yeah yeah i was know? thinking the same thing too he's jerry rigging traps and yeah yeah uh i thought the exact same thing i'm like oh this is kind of home aloneish but like you know, we're, we're so... We think about Commando. Like, that's another one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger is Commando. Oh, yeah. Or, like, the Terminator um, franchise. <clears throat> where he's just this brute force and, like, pushing forward. And he's so strong and masculine. But, like, this film is all about him outsmarting the alien. And using what, in some cases, is an advantage. The alien can has heat, heat vision. Yeah. He uses that against him. Uh, just a, a really well thought out um, script, and what, you know, I guess I thought for I mean, I didn't think I assumed that Shane Black r- wrote this movie mm-hmm. because he's in it. And when we look into we get into some of the trivia stuff, he was brought on because of his awareness of the script and his ability to be a script doctor. But he did not write this movie. This movie was written by brothers Jim and John Thomas, uh, which I didn't know. I thought for sure because Shane Black has been associated with this this project for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's just something that you know when you think of Shane Black, this is just one of the many films that he's associated with. But he no, he just stars as Hawkins. He's just Hawkins. Um, so I guess. We should give a breakdown of the story. So, if you don't know, um, 
I got I got this. A team of special forces commandos led by their fearless leader Dutch are ordered to assist Dylan of the CIA on a rescue mission for potential survivors from a helicopter downed over a remote South American jungle. Not long after, Dutch and his, and his team soon discover that they have been lied to. This deception turns out to be the least of their worries, though, when they find themselves being hunted by something not of this world. All right, Travis, can you list off... Do you have the cast in front of you? Can you list off who's who? Okay. So, we have the fearless leader, which is Dutch. Dutch is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then, let me find my notes, because I have I have it all written out really well. Dylan, who is the CIA operative, that is Carl Weathers. Anne, the female lead, that is... Oh, that just says Anne. Elpedia uh, Carrillo. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Anna. Then Mac, he is Bill Duke. He is the silent black guy in the film. Uh, we have Billy, who is the Native American in the movie. That is played by... Do-do-do... Shannon Landham. Um, he's in other movies. He's not a big star, though. Let's see. Next, we have the character Blaine, which is played by Jesse the Body Ventura. Then we have Poncho, who's played by Richard Chavez, who is actually half Native American, unlike his character. Uh, Hawkins, the other white guy. <laughs> uh, who plays Hawkins? Shane Black. Shane Black. So uh, John McTiernan directed this this film. John McTiernan, most famously uh, known for, obviously, Predator, but also Die Hard, uh, the last action hero. Really hasn't done anything since 2003, uh, when he did uh, basic with Samuel Jackson and John Travolta after I, w- <laughs> I would say after Die Hard with a Vengeance in 1995 he kind of went off a cliff yeah um, did, he did Rollerball The 13th Warrior Tom's Crown Affair just some kind of lackluster movies yeah. that you know really he was like we said the godfather of action movies mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of how we remember him uh, with Predator Die Hard and uh only fitting that he would be the director of the last action hero too. Um, so we get this, we get this opening scene, Travis of helicopter coming in landing. And then we see, uh, which is one of the most iconic shots I think in the movie. And it juxtaposition to this, to the end of the movie, but Arnold Schwarzenegger being a badass, putting a cigar in his mouth and lighting it up. Just an awesome, awesome visual. Like, right? He's in there, he's got the cigar in his mouth, and he just lights a stogie, and you're like, this dude is badass. That's, that's when you realize cigars are badass. Yeah, exactly. Right? I never wanted to smoke more in my life. When you saw him light that oh, cigar? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you, but you think about that, at the end of the movie, it ends with him in the helicopter, He's covered in mud, he's battered, and he's bruised, and he's got this just defeated look on his face like WTF. It's a really, really brilliant writing right there. Yeah. Like, to have the, the beginning of the movie, this dude is, you're like, that is the pinnacle of masculism. Ma- uh, masculinity? <laughs> masculinity. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he's just, he looks like a shell of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, for good reason. He's lost everyone, all of his friends, he's barely survived an alien invasion so um i just i love that that scene it, 
one thing that I was really surprised to about the beginning of the movie, and tell me your thoughts on this, is you don't see, or they don't, they're not aware of the Predator until about an hour and 10 minutes into the movie. The movie's about an hour and 50 minutes long, and they don't know that the Predator's there for, you'll see glimpses of the Predator uh, in parts, but they don't know that the Predator's there. As the viewer, you're given hints and foreshadowing, and it builds up the suspense, but they don't come to that conclusion until later. I was surprised. I did not remember. Like, you literally have to wait. I mean, there's awesome action in between there. They have the shootout with the the uh, gorilla fighters in the mm-hmm. jungle. Um, Who speak both Spanish and Russian. Yeah. Whoa, that was... Right? That's that's like a twist in the, in the plot, right? We didn't see that one coming. That's right. And, and I still don't understand it. <laughs> I also love... The other thing I love about this movie is that it's really vague about borders and countries because, like, one of the they can't go into the one country, but this country they can go into and the jungle. I just i I love the uh, geography vagueness of of this movie. Got to keep it fast and loose so you can have any demographic watch this movie and be okay with it. So, so what are some iconic shots from the pre pre Predator? So before the Predator comes up, what are some of your favorite parts of the movie? Um, I like the arm wrestling in midair. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mention it because I knew that that was your favorite part. I knew you loved it. So it's basically a, a dick measuring contest between these two guys. They're going to arm wrestle in the air, which makes absolutely no sense. I don't know. <laughs> and, and, by, and by the way, Arnold would, would smoke Carl Weathers and just, and just as test of strength. Just strength alone. Right. Arnold's got him beat. But... Carl Weathers looks good. He looks ripped for you know for his character. Yeah, this is early Carl Weathers, yeah. and he looks really, really he looks tight. Yeah, Carl Weathers looks tight. Um, I also <laughs> I love I love the uh, the dirty jokes by Hawkins. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's some really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's vulgar. They're they're vulgar, but also they're bad. And you yeah. can see by everyone else's response to his stupid jokes. <laughs> they're like, that's just dumb. Just, it's just... They're also kind of thinking, why is this guy talking to me? Yeah, everybody's kind of just like, dude, why are you here? Like, everybody else is yeah. muscle-bound and ripped or, like, yeah. great at tracking or, like, have... And he has no discernible, like, No skill, skill. set or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. You're like, why is this guy even here? He doesn't look like a monster like these other guys. Yeah, because the other guys don't look like normal humans. No. They're like they're like muscle bound freaks, and he's along for the ride. It looks like. Yeah, you know? yeah right, right, right. Yeah. It's and uh, I, you gotta get the attitude that they feel that way too. Yeah, right. He's uh, kind of, he's kind of the comic relief, I guess, of the show. But before you had that stereotrope of the comic relief. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it, but the thing is, is like. Nothing he says is particularly funny. It's just everybody's reaction to him. It's it's a weird it's a yeah, weird it's little really, dichotomy that they yeah, do in there. Weird dynamic going on there. Yeah. Uh, so the Predator um, came out in nineteen ninety seven. Production cost was fifteen million. It grossed sixty million in the U.S. and a hundred million worldwide. Uh, I would say, you know, outside of the Terminator. This is pr- when you say this is probably Arnold's most well-known role. Yeah, it's definitely his more most iconic role, second only to the Terminator. Yeah, it's Terminator, and then this for sure. I, I feel like then then maybe Barbarian, Conan. Yeah, yeah, then maybe Gun Barbarian. Uh, Carl Weathers, I think honestly, this he's been in a lot of stuff. He's had a really yeah. illustrious career. 
outside of this, I think he's probably known for Happy Gilmore. So I would say Rocky this, then then maybe Happy. Then Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah. That's that's an interesting. So let's put that out there. If you tell us where if we're right or wrong, when you think of Carl Weathers, do you think of him in Rocky, Predator, or Happy Gilmore? Or I'm, he's also Mandalorian. Shout out most to, recently. Yeah. Shout out to the little magic hand. Yeah. That's there you go. That's true. So, or I mean, do you, when you think of Carl Weathers, do you think of Mandalorian? Um, the rest of the actors, like I mentioned, Shane Black, and I mean, he's more of a writer, known for being one of the. I don't want to say because he he's written a lot of good stuff, like a yeah. lot of stuff that I like. Um, you know, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the Nice Guys, but and you know, he wrote Iron Man three, and he's done he's done a lot of of writing, but I think the Lethal Weapon series is probably what he's most well known for is yeah. when it comes to writing um and he, he's written all four of those uh he did uh he wrote monster squad and the last boy scout as well so he's got i mean he a lot of his movies are action movies but they're also buddy cop stuff yeah so um yeah i like shane black as a writer i think um because lethal weapon is such a popular movie and a popular franchise that people love him a little bit more and think more of him than he, he probably he, he's not as good as I think people tend yeah. to pay him because I was excited for the Predators or mm-hmm. Predators the Predator no it's the Predator the, yeah. the latest one and it was it was not good not good uh, the rest of the rest of the actors I think I mean when it comes to movies um, I think. When you think of Jesse the Body Ventura, you think of Running Man, another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, before and, you think of Predator. Yes, we have two governors in the same movie yeah. twice in yeah. the same year. Yeah, right. Running Man and The Predator. I mean, if that's not foreshadowing of dystopian future, I don't know what is. That's <laughs> so weird. Well, you think in 1987, I always get, it's like Back to the Future when, he, and, uh, when Doc Brown asks uh, Michael J. Fox's character Marty, Who's the president? He's like Ronald Reagan, and he's like, yeah. And who's uh? And let me let me guess. Who's vice president? Jerry Jerry Lewis. Uh, it's just it's so good because if you would have said in 1987 that both these men would be governors of yeah. states, you probably would have been laughed at. And you, and you probably should. Yeah. Right. There you go. Um. Uh. The rest of the cast, I don't think. I mean, like you mean Sonny Lanham. Uh, Richard Chavez haven't really been in anything. Bill Duke has got a familiar face. I think um, you would recognize him. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, most recently, Mandy. Uh, he was in Commando as well with Arnold. He, he was kind of like a bit action star who either played a villain or was a, a side guy who got involved in the action. Um, plays a cop in a lot of like TV drama stuff, or he'll play a bad guy. That has a has a face that you'll remember. He has a very characteristic face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you'll see him. You'll know who he is. But um, uh, the actress that played Anna El Padilla, El Padilla yeah. Carrillo, she hasn't really been in much. She was in. She was the only person uh, to come back for Predator Two. So we have that. Oh. Uh, which another connection to Shane Black starred. Danny Glover. Um, so, I think it's time to get into some trivia, Travis. Dun, dun, dun. Want to hop into some trivia? Let's do this. All right. So, we can uh, let's bounce back and forth with trivia. Do you have trivia that you found? 
Uh, I got some things you didn't know. I don't have much trivia. Let's okay. go through your trivia. So the movie was almost named Hunter, uh, but the name was switched. The name wasn't switched to Predator until after it was made. So yeah. the entire time they were making the film, this wasn't one of those things where like, you know, some movies are titled something crazy. So people don't know what it's about or whatever. Um, though they actually thought the movie was going to be called Hunter and it ended up being Predator, which Predator's way better than Hunter. That sounds cooler. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the film was shot entirely on location in Mexico. The fictional jungle of Valverde are actually locations in Puerto Vallarta and uh, Palaquín, Mexico. Uh, the Mexican jungle is deciduous, so there were tons of fake leaves that had to be added to trees in order to make the jungle seem lush. Uh, which, actually, from that, um, which I think this is kind of cool and kind of interesting, uh, John McTiernan hated shooting there because he thought it looked too much like the United States because a lot of the leaves were brown yeah. and the trees were dying because it was deciduous. Yeah. Um, the look of the commandos were based on the Sergeant Rock comics. So Hawkins can be seen reading a Sergeant Rock comic in the end credits. Ooh. Uh, you ever wonder how they achieved that color and consistency of the predator blood? It was made on set with glow sticks and KY jelly. Someone was having a party. Yeah. So I always thought that the glow was... I didn't realize the glow was actually real. Yeah. I assumed that it was added in post as like uh, that's CGI what, or some kind of graphic. Yeah, that's what I thought the whole time. I, it, but nope, it was real. It looks looks so fake it's real. looks so real it's fake. It looks so real it's fake. So <clears throat> this is another... I, I love this one because it is so 80s. He isn't credited, but the actor who provided the voice for the Predator is none other than Peter Collin, a.k.a. Optimus Prime, from the Transformers. Yes. So, when we hear him, you know, mocking uh, Schwarzenegger at the end, and he says, uh, what the hell are you? And, what the hell are you? Ah, 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 ah. That's actually Peter Collin. Yeah. Doing it. That is awesome. Uh the movie was also also birthed the friendship between Stan Winston. Uh, he landed the gig designing the monster of Arnold, uh, after Arnold Schwarzenegger recommended him based on their work together in Terminator. It uh, it it was it birthed a friendship between him and James Cameron. So they have like a really really close friendship based on this. Um, the legend goes that Winston was sketching out ideas for the Predator while on a flight with James Cameron. Um. Another interesting tidbit here, James, sorry, Jesse Ventura was delighted to find out from the wardrobe department that his arms were one inch bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Uh, he suggested to Schwarzenegger that they measure arms with the winner getting a bottle of champagne. Ventura lost because Schwarzenegger told the wardrobe department to tell Ventura that his arms were bigger. Uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a little mind game with Jesse Ventura. That... That sounds like 100% Arnold Schwarzenegger. He He's known to screw with people to have a laugh. Um, and I think it'd be fun that it's just Jesse Ventura that he's screwing with. Well, he's not picking on someone smaller than him. Right. No, no, I know. It's just like, yeah, but Jesse yeah. Ventura is like this yeah. ex-Navy SEAL who's like, puts off yeah. this like badass and he's just, he's just screwing with him. Um, the invisibility cloaking effect was achieved with a bright red suit because it's the opposite of green of the jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and the blue of the sky. The size of the predator, the red was removed from the chroma techniques, leaving an empty area. Mm-hmm. The take has been repeated w- without the actors using 30% wider lenses. When the two takes were combined, optically, the jungle from the second take filled in the empty area. That's pretty pretty, That's awesome. pretty sweet, yeah. One of the most amazing things I found out about the, when we were doing our research, when I was doing my research, is that Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast to play the Predator. Yeah, imagine that. A guy smaller than Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to play the Predator. Uh, <laughs> but this was at a time when the Predator suit wasn't officially like finalized. And he's, he's running around right. with like a bright red lobster suit. Right. In the jungle. Yeah. And I think that probably today, uh, if this was made today and they wanted to put uh, someone like Jean-Claude Van Damme in it, what they probably would have done is they would probably have used something similar to what Terminator 2 does and have the alien be able to mimic other people mm-hmm. and that way he could be Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. If they would have had that. But it, it, it makes sense because it's like, why have this actor who is his action actor who's famous for stuff and just put him in a costume that no one will know who he is? Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense. And so he bowed out... Um, because Arnold Schwarzenegger and his team are bodybuilders who are between six two and six five. Oh yeah. Um, they want, basically the reason they chose Medium is because they they wanted the the predator to do a bunch of like martial arts and mm-hmm. cool action moves, but he's only five nine. So yeah. Well, uh, and then when you get the predator, he doesn't do that. He's a big hulking yeah. giant monster of like destruction, and I'm glad they went that way. Same, same. I I am too. Uh, it just because. We all know how big Arnold is and see this thing standing and towering over him. Yeah. The actor Kevin uh, Hall, Kevin Peter Hall, was 7-1 that ended up uh, playing the, the lead role. And he's also the helicopter pilot. At the yes, the yeah, yeah. That's that Chuck's position. There you go. Oh, nice. Um, the, they th- additionally, the original design for the Predator was felt to be too cumbersome and difficult to manage in the jungle. Um and it was even with the more imposing actor, uh, it was it was hard for anybody to move around. That's why he also he I guess he complained the whole time when he was there because it was just it was hot and they're in the jungle and yeah I mean there's not there's not a lot of scenes where the predator's like running around and fighting fisticuffs you know right right but yeah. that also builds the suspense because you only see him for small moments at a time yeah yeah right exactly especially yeah I mean. Uh, at the end of the movie, even when he's beating the crap out of Arnold, a lot of it's from his perspective. Yeah, you know, um, Sonny Landham, Landham plays a Billy in the Predator, a character notable for choosing for choosing to face down the beast instead of fleeing. He loses his life and his spine for the effort, but it is valiant in nonetheless. The actor was known to be re- a reckless personality. According to John McTiernan, the insurance company insisted that Sonny have a bodyguard with him at all time. And even with the bodyguards, he managed to get in trouble during off hours of the shoot. Apparently, this guy was crazy and no one wanted to deal with him. He g- drink, stay out all night, and just fight and get in parties. Uh, just sounds crazy like, dude. Sounds like you're talking about the... Native American stereotypes right there. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and his his scene at the very end where he cuts himself with a machete, like takes off his guns, takes off his armor, cuts himself with a machete, calls out the Predator, then there's no scene. It's just It just cuts away, and you just hear him scream, and he's dead. Yeah, 
Right. And I thought that was the worst. I wanted to see like this guy, you know, fisty cups with the predator, but no, you just hear. Ah! Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there were scenes where he did fight the predator, and they're like, no, we're just we're just gonna cut it. Yeah, you're probably right. It probably wasn't very good if he was hungover and drunk too. It's, yeah. You know, it's a problem. Did do you have any trivia that I missed? Okay, let's see. Uh, John Claude Van Damme was originally the predator. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura and John Claude or and Arnold were governors. Oh, Dutch finds dog tags at the very beginning for Jim Hopper. Do you know who Jim Hopper is? Mm-mm. The cop from Stranger Things. Oh wow. Ooh. Yeah, that's awesome. So, do you think they're uh, they they share a universe? I don't know, dude. How? Well, okay. This is a sidetrack. They just released the uh, Stranger Things season four that's teaser right. today, mm-hmm. where he's in Russia. Yeah. Right. What if there's a crossover? And I'm just my saying mind these, would be blown. These uh this these bands of people that they went to save. We're speaking Russian. I'm just, I'm just saying. Is there a connection? Was Hopper ever really killed? Was he transported? Is this alien technology? My mind is blown. What that's if this right. is? What if that's true? What if? Okay. Wow. That's cool. Ah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the bad guys speak both Russian and Spanish, and that never gets really full, fully evolved or dealt into. So this kind of leaves that up to why that is. Um, also, when Billy laughs, the predator learns that. Uh, so yeah. as you as you see like the predator's lines, they're lines that other people spoke, mm. and he's just regurgitating them. Right. So I like that. Spoken by Peter Cullen. Yes. Optimus Prime. Transformers, robots in disguise. Those are all the facts I got. All right. So uh, credits at the end. All the seven main cast members reappear in ascending order as their names are displayed to give a smile to the audience in appreciation. So I thought it was a really weird end to the movie. Yeah, it seems like the beginning of like every 80s sitcom. Yeah. It's like they smile, you know, that has like their name under their face. I, it, I couldn't figure out who I, whose idea that was or why that was added in there. It's probably like, you know, when you go to a funeral and you see like a montage oh, of the a, guy's yeah. life well lived. I like that idea, if that's true. <laughs> I don't know. That's what comes to my mind. Because it's just so different than the rest of the movie. Like, it's well, just... At the very end, Arnold Arnold wins, but he's severely defeated. He lost all his friends and stuff. And then you have this montage of people smiling. Oh, yeah, like like kind of funny. It is very it is very eighty sitcom. You're right. Yeah. That's hundred um, percent. So let's see here. Uh, connections. One of the villains in uh, Metal Gear Two, Solid Snake, is named Predator and does similar things to the title character of the eighty seven film. Um, Hideo Kojima, who is the creator, uses many references uh, to films starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, so he's a big fan. In the movie Ricochet, Kim tells Blake he's bleeding, but dismisses it after fighting Jesse Ventura's character in Predator. Ventura's character is told the same uh, by a soldier doing likewise after a firefight. He says, I ain't got time to bleed. Ain't got time to bleed. Got time to duck. Um <laughs> The uh, and to go back to last episode with TMNT, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Clerks at the video store, a case for Predator is shown. So, uh, call back to our earlier episode where in Clerks, not only do you see Predator, but you also see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the most recent edition of Mortal Kombat, uh, the video game, yes. one of Sonya's fatalities is called To the Choppa. A, a the the promo for 
uh, or sorry, I don't know what I said that. I read the next line. So uh, a, a you you get the idea there. Chopper heads get yeah. chopped off. Um, it, the promo for a, I have wrote this. I don't know what this means. The promo for a violent Christmas movie features. Oh, this is. I don't know how this got. So it's connected to Scrooged. So in Scrooged, uh, one, uh, there's a promo for a violent uh, Christmas movie. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, where Santa's helpers uh, get attacked by communists, and uh, the guns are all from Predator. So all the it's all they're all all the guns are that they're fighting back with are the guns from Predator. Um, which the guns the, are hilarious because you have you know a couple machine guns, but they're like the, each character has their own like s- like s- style of machine gun. Yeah, you know? their own their own weapon for them, which is just totally not how military operations no, would go. No. Like uh, it's it's like Jesse Ventura has this huge ass gun. Uh what are those guns it's called? called? It's called a minigun and the amount of firepower that thing has I don't know anybody that could actually hold it and still stand. Right. And then the amount of ammunition he goes through, that thing can shoot like a thousand bullets a minute, maybe maybe up to six thousand depending on the version. He would have to have like 900 pounds of ammunition on his back to hold that thing down and, and shoot it for as long as he does. Yeah. And, and there wouldn't be a forest left. He would just chop down all the trees. Yeah, right. You know what's funny about that? You mentioned that. Um, when I was doing research, I also found that uh, John McTiernan sent in uh, a copy of the movie while they were on set, and it was roughly edited. Mm-hmm. And the the studio sent back and said, you, we need more guns. You need to have more action. Yeah. So the scene where they just fire crazily for like a minute and a half into yeah. the jungle uh, at, and don't hit anything really, uh, he put that in there because the studio said, you need more, more gunfire. Yeah, I think for the longest time that was like the longest firefight scene in the history of cinema, like the most bullets wasted in the history of cinema. I mean, it just goes on forever. You don't, uh, it it seems like forever. That scene just goes and goes and goes and goes. Um, one other little tidbit, uh, in 1991, ITV broadcast of the film, the violent scenes and bad language were cut for censorship for, uh, and for time. Mac warning Dylan that he bled. If he gives up his mission, if he gives up his, uh, to give up his position, was removed. The decapitation of Dylan's right arm and his demise were all removed. The predator ripping out Billy's skull and spine and Dutch calling the predator, you are one ugly motherfucker, were all removed. Every, all of that was removed from the film um, in, in TV versions in 1991. Yeah. Um, some of those things have been put back in for TV. Yeah. Um, just a little note, you can watch Predator next Saturday. Wait, no, scratch that. When's the 22nd? The 22nd is... Yeah, Saturday, right? Yeah, the 22nd, next Saturday, you can watch... Uh, no, that's not right. Is that right? Yes, the 22nd. It's next Saturday. February 22nd, yes. Travis is going to be like, he doesn't know. What is today? Anyways, on uh, IF, IFC TV. So, just throwing it out there. Check it out. See if uh, if it's the original version. They've removed some of it. Um, you can also rent it on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much the only place to watch it. You can rent it on YouTube, maybe, but it's not on Netflix, not on Hulu. I wouldn't be surprised if you search YouTube and you found a full version of it. That might be true, too. Um, 
yeah, so that's what I have for some of the uh, weirder content. Anything? What else you got? Uh, the only other thing is uh, the Mortal Kombat one. The Predator is a, a playable character. He's uh, downloadable content. Oh, so okay. you can actually be the Predator in Mortal Kombat. Interesting. Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. I'm, I haven't played Mortal Kombat in a long time. Um, what are some of your favorite quotes? We've already talked about get him to the chopper. We talked about hang, or was it stick around, hang around, whatever does he say? Yeah, he says stick around. And this is after Arnold reaches back and throws the machete in someone's chest. Yeah. The machete goes through the guy into the wall and he's stuck. Yeah. It's like, um, stick uh, around. Another one is uh, he kicks down a door and shoots everybody and says knock, knock. Yes. Knock, knock. Yeah. Uh, we we talked about ain't got time to bleed. Another Jesse the the body Ventura. Some of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama tick. Yes, there you go. Uh, Je- Jesse Ventura has some pretty good one liners in this too. Uh, so Billy the Native American. There's nothing out there. There's something out there waiting for us, and it ain't no man. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Jeez. Well, he was pretty much right, right? Yeah, Billy's the first character to notice or to understand what the Predator was. Yeah. Um, you can see this in reference to, there's something in those trees. Uh, which, that part of the movie, is I feel like that is when uh, you kind of get the sense that everyone is going to die. I mean, like, even if you've, you know, it's like... I don't know. I just remember watching it as a kid and, and just being like this ominous feeling like, wow, they're all going to die. Yeah, Billy's portrayed as like the wise Native American. And they're like, this guy is full of wisdom. If he says something, yeah. it's that's what it's going to be. Uh, Dutch, Arnold says, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yes. Um, one of the lines that I think is kind of cool and it calls back to future Stallone movies is... Uh, Dutch says to Dylan, my men are not expendable and I don't do this kind of work. Uh, and then of course we have the expendables and of course Arnold's not in it. Yeah. Right. Cause he does not do that kind of work. He does not. He's not. His, He's a man of his word. Yeah. His, his men are not expendables. Stallone's men. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. Yes. Uh, even though some Stallone's men don't die and Arnold's do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're not expendable. Um, Anyways, do, 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 do. I love the line too. Uh, so Dylan is like, says he's like, uh, Hopper's orders were to go in and get my men, and he disappeared. And Dutch says he didn't disappear. He was skinned alive. It's like what? Um, I like the scene where Flane, which is Jesse the Body Ventura's character is doing dip, and then he spits on the shoe yes. of Dylan. Oh, man. And you think there's going to be a fight, and I think Dylan kind of backs down realizing, you know, Blaine will fight you. Yeah. And he doesn't have a problem with it. And Dylan's only response is, got a real nasty habit there, don't you? <laughs> oh, he also, he's at, he um, he's offering everybody chew uh, in the plane. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he drops a, um, a homosexual slur. Uh, calling him that line could not be in uh, when we talk about in a minute this movie being remade uh, today or being made today that line is 100% not in there well I like that Blaine and Mac are like best friends 
Yeah. Even though they're complete opposite people. Yeah. Like, Mac is a silent, strong type. Blaine's an outgoing, like, charismatic asshole. Yeah. But you can see in the film, you know, they're, like, they're really tight and they're best friends. Yeah. I always... Uh, I always thought when I when I was little, like that Blaine was like, not Blaine. Um, Mac Mac was more of the badass. Oh he yeah, just seemed a silent like, guy. Yeah, it was like, you know what? I wish they would have done is he would have survived if they were gonna do a sequel and let him instead of Danny Glover be the guy that's oh, hunting. Man. Well, then I think they would have killed the predator really quick. <laughs> true, true, touche. Um. Uh. Yeah, that's a real nasty habit you got there. Um, yeah, I can't think of any like there's, um, there's tons of one-liners. Like I said, this, but like, uh, I would say the one that I love the most is uh, the tick one. The yeah, son of a bitch is dug in there like an Alabama tick. That just, it's good. Like it's well, and it's his character. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's original. Love that one. Like the stick around and knock knock. Those are like action action hero movie throwaway phrases yeah right right yeah yeah uh all right so do we want to recast this movie yes we do all right let's let's obviously there's a a place to start uh let's start with uh dutch who do you have in your mind for dutch okay i want to go through this and i want to give out my my who i think should play this then I want to give out my roles and who I think should play this if it were going to be a campy, fun film. Oh, okay. I like what Does you're doing there. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So for Dutch, if I want him to be a good character, a good actor, I'm going to go with uh, Henry Cavell. Okay. Did not see that one coming. I Okay. Yeah. like it. I, I immediately thought The Rock. Yes. That's who I immediately thought of. But to me, The Rock is too fun of a character to play that guy. Like, The Rock's too he, straight. Even when he tries to play a straight edge character mm-hmm. to me it's like it looks like he's gonna crack a smile i guess that's the thing is this movie's not campy at all this yeah. is a this movie takes itself very seriously yeah and the even movie does yeah, yeah even even though there's yeah. one-liners in there it's still not that type of movie like there's one-liners but it's it it's a very serious and dark movie yeah yeah all right sorry go on okay so for dylan this is uh carl, carl weathers character uh ibris alba oh yeah. Okay, I can see that. I like that. Okay, what about you? Who who'd be your Dylan? So, unfortunately, I, you know. So I thought I, I, I want to backtrack on the Rock now because you made a really good a good point, and um, I I, I kind of let you go through yours because now I want to okay. think about recasting mine because okay. you're right. I'll this go, isn't this I'll isn't a campy movie. Yeah, I'll go through my list, and believe me, the Rock's a hell of an actor. But to me, he's too wholesome and too fun of an actor. Yeah. To play to play this as a scary action sci-fi thriller movie. Okay. So so the lead is Henry Cavell. Carl Weathers' character Dylan, the CIA operative, would be Ibris Alba. Uh, the female lead. Um, I don't have a female lead on this, and that's only because I would want a no-name actor. I don't want like a female that's super attractive that everyone would know, because I think that would pull you out of the movie. Um, for Mac, the, the strong, uh, silent guy, uh, this guy's the lead character in, uh, the lead black character in Blood Diamond, uh, Jajaman Hansu, H-O-U-N-S-O-U. Okay. Is that, I don't know how you say his name Dude, correctly. you're asking the wrong person if you're pronouncing names. Okay. I, I can barely pronounce my name. So, Billy, the Indian guy, who's the, the smart wisdom Indian character, 
the only Native American that I could find that could suit that role would be Adam Beach. Uh, so Blaine, this is Jesse, the Body Ventura's character. I said Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy could pull that off. Uh, Whoa, okay. So Poncho, who is one of the two white guys that are not as big as the rest. He's he's the more nerdy of the two. I said Daniel Craig. Whoa, okay. Uh, and Hawkins, the other nerdy white guy, I said Brad Pitt. Well, that, okay, you're just going all out. We're talking like oh, this seven A-listers right that's there. That's right, that's okay. right. Okay, holy crap. And, and I think they're all good actors, and they'd be able to pull it off and be super scary, serious roles. Wow. Guys. Okay, that's a really interesting movie, uh, for sure. Did not expect you to go that that route. Uh, so I the Henry Cavill thing, I think, is interesting. And uh, he's he's definitely got that machismo uh, that yeah. that masculinity to play mm-hmm. that that role. So I I like that, and I also like the Idris Elba because he's got that uh, where he could be a badass, but he's yeah. also a suit. Yeah, and he's Carl all, Weathers his, like authoritative presence. Yeah, to him. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think for Billy. Um, in my head, Billy's uh, the Native American guy. Yeah, kind of quiet. Yeah. See, the problem is, I don't think this character would be. He's not big, yeah, and he's not brooding. But like he's Stanfield mm-hmm. from Atlanta, yeah. who's kind. He he. All his shows or all his movies or all his parts, he's like this quiet, like wise, full yeah. of wisdom character yeah. actor. He's really skinny and he's kind of tall, but he's not like imposing. But you know, whatever, I I would I think that would be cool. Um, <laughs> originally I thought John Cena for for Blaine, yeah. but again you 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 made me backtrack on the, the the campiness of it, and then you pulled out Tom Hardy, and I was like, well that's interesting because the dude is huge. Um, and I guess if you're gonna cast it, you might as well go with all A-listers. But I think <clears throat> Batista could actually pull that role off. I think. Oh, of, he- he was definitely on my list for sure. Because like, I think of right, because I think of Batista in uh, a movie like um, uh, Blade Runner, where yeah. he where he plays a dark and gritty character. Um, so that's I, I like that. Um, the Native American, <laughs> I thought of Adam Beach too, because he's like sad to say one of the only yeah. Native American actors that I know. Um, but I thought, why don't we go a little older and yeah. and think? Of, and this is not. Um, I don't think it would ever happen. But Danny Trejo. Well, that's see, I had a campy list, and I was like, if someone's gonna be my campy like Native American guy, yeah, you know, type of dude, it, Danny Trejo is definitely like one of one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite actors. Actors, yeah, yeah. And when for Poncho, which first of all, we gotta change that character's name. I, I do like ha, it has to be something different than Poncho, right? Well, I was like, did they did they mix up Poncho and Billy? Yeah, right. Like, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, and I didn't see anything that would point to that. It's not like he wears a poncho. No, <laughs> no. I was thinking, right. I was like, okay, maybe yeah. he's the guy that always sports the poncho. Yeah, right. No, no, no. 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 Um, so I think for that character, you unfortunately someone like. Uh, I was thinking like before Chris Evans was yeah. popular, a character like, like Chris Evans, yeah. like, uh, 
would be perfect for that, but he's obviously huge. But you you cast Brad Pitt and Daniel Craig and, yeah. and Tom Hardy, so yeah. whatever. What do I know? Um, but I think, and then for um, uh, Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the who's the other white guy? Who's the other white guy? That's not big. And you're going to find this a lot. I've come to this huge appreciation of Shia LaBeouf, and I'm going to cast him in almost every movie we do this. Just so you know, when we do filmtologies, I'm going to find a way to work in Shia LaBeouf in every role. Um, in every movie. Six degrees of Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Uh, okay. He could play brooding and he could play funny. Oh, he he's a hell of an actor. And same same thing with um, the Twilight guy. What's the Twilight Oh, Ron Pattinson. Yeah, he's yeah. a hell of an actor too. It's just, you know, the, the zeitgeist of them yeah. overshadows their acting abilities. Right. Yeah, they get, they, they get, you get pigeonholed into certain roles. Yeah. All yeah. right, so now let's talk director. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I want okay. to go my I want to go my campy. Oh route. yeah, yeah. Give us your campy. Okay. Your campy. Now this is this is what I would do if if we want to have just a funny campy type of movie. Okay, for Dutch, Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Who is the Arnold character? Dylan, who is the Carl Weathers character, the CIA agent. I put Wesley Snipes. <laughs> okay. Uh, for the female lead, uh, I put Eva Mendez. So, Billy the Indian guy, uh, I put Jason Momoa. Oh, okay. I think Danny Trejo would be a better actor, but I think Jason Momoa would be funnier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Blaine, the Jesse Vim- Jesse the Body Ventura character, I put The Rock, because mm. he's an outgoing character. Yeah. Uh, for Mac, the strong, silent guy, I put Terry Crews. Oh, perfect, yeah. For Poncho, which is the nerd character... Um, I put Jason Statham. <laughs> We're just doing Expendables here. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, Hawkins, the other white guy. That's what I have him listed as. Uh, I put down Tom Hardy again. Because <laughs> why not? And for uh, the Predator character, um, I put down the guy who built Baby Yoda should build the, the Predator. Okay, yeah, yeah. there you go. So, yeah. so, you know, and how much would this cost? Three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's five five hundred billion dollars. Yeah. Um, all right. So then, uh, who would direct your? Okay. Uh, who would you want to direct? So, if it's gonna be just a straight action thriller, I'd want uh, the writer and director team for John Wick, which is uh, ah, great choice. Yeah, and that's only because this movie isn't character development. Like, this movie is an action movie, straight to the point. We we got a job to do. Let's solve it and let's have a hell of a ride along the yeah. way. Um, and that's why. But if it's gonna be the fun movie, I'd want uh, James Gunn and uh, Taika Waititi. James Gunn probably to write it, maybe Taika Waititi to direct it, or vice versa. Um, if it, if it's going to the campy route, if not, the John Wick team is probably the best team I could think of in my head. No, that's I uh, yeah, I I I like that choice uh for sure. I think that's a interesting an interesting choice for sure. Um because like you said, like this it just needs to be pure action. Yeah. Um and we're not talking character development, we're not talking even really world building yeah. at, at all in this movie. It's pretty much straightforward, you know. And John McTiernan, again like we said, is the the king of action directors. Um, he is what Michael Bay wishes he was, yeah. to be honest. Um, so I really I really like your, your choice there. But I, I think and what I would really want mm-hmm. from this 
is just pure mayhem. Ooh. And who brings the pure mayhem? I, I, George Miller. Yeah. I, I mean, so, you know, we think of Mad Max Fury Road. I think of Happy Feet. You th- okay. George that Miller. Mayhem. Happy Feet. Uh, George Miller, uh, I just I it did, a, a predator movie in the hands of George Miller is uh, a scary thought. Um, yeah, that that bring a lot more depth to that movie for sure. I, I mean, I feel like the deaths would mean a lot more than people just yeah. dying, you know, randomly. Um, uh, but I, I I do like the idea of John Wick's the the writing directing team of John Wick because. Their their violence is like you feel the violence. It feels like it's uh, rooted in uh, reality, even mm-hmm. though you know they're doing crazy shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Travis, I think we've filmed tology this movie. Yes, we sacrificed the predator on the altar of the cult of pop. Uh, any takeaways from this podcast? Uh, Predator's a hell of a movie. If you haven't seen it. You've had the worst childhood ever, <laughs> and you just you need to see it if you want if you yeah. want to be an American. Yeah, I agree. I, I it's uh like again it's one of the um, standard bears for modern uh, action movies. So uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Call to Pop. Look uh, on Twitter, and maybe I'll post it on Facebook as well. We're gonna do a poll to see what movie we should sacrifice next time. So. Uh, Facebook.com slash Cold of Pop and at Cold of Pop on Twitter. Um, Drink the Kool-Aid. We will catch you on the flip side.